Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to WILT Podcast, What I Learned Today. Today, we will be discussing The Artist Way. The Artist Way is a book other than what I've been reading lately. Well, I've been reading both of these books. This is more of a 12-week program to help find a spiritual path to higher creativity. And it's kind of a 12-week recovery of your artist inner child self so it's been exciting it's kind of more of a personal book so i'm not going to go real into detail and stuff i'm just going to kind of give an outline of what i've been doing here with it in the first two weeks and i'm going to go through it pretty quick here so i hope you enjoy it's been fun for me and um i highly recommend it for anyone out there who um feels like perhaps they're somewhat of a creative perhaps you're not trying to change a career or something but you just want to be more creative in your life whether it's writing poetry uh, painting arts crafts whatever it may be want to get a little more creative and get back in touch with um, that sense of when you were younger and creative check this book out you might like it a lot anyway the artist way what i've learned today Basic principles on page three. I'm not going to go through all of them. Um, I'm going to give you kind of a gist of a couple of them. One of them is that the natural order is creativity. And that creativity is a gift from God. Um, So those are some of the basic principles. Later on she asks you to read those every morning and every evening. Um, So then she goes on to describe how to use this book. She tells you what to expect, and then she gives you the basic tools, and these are morning pages and artist date. Morning pages are three pages of handwritten uh, pages every morning of just whatever's on your mind, and if you don't have anything to say, then you write down, I don't have anything to say, until something comes to mind, and you write that down, three pages, kind of clearing any blocks that you may have. I've found this to be tremendously helpful in the last couple of weeks. Um, she says to guard these pages. You don't share them with anyone. So on and so forth. This is a very personal part of it. And then secondly artist dates. And that's once a week you take yourself. And do something artistic-y. Um, and you kind of go with that sense of. That you're actually taking that. Uh, inner child. Uh, lost artist. Or whatever. Out on a date to go do something fun. And I went on one last weekend. And my first one in it was. A lot of fun um and i'm gonna keep it private what i did because it's my business anyway uh so week one is recovering a sense of safety so she talks about how um there are shadow artists and we may be a shadow artist and that's where we kind of uh uh kind of these types of people tend to be attracted to other artists but they never really come out into the light they kind of always kind of are in the backdrop supporting other people and so on because they're you know it may be fear or whatever holding them back from embracing their uh their true identity as an artist and she suggests that one of our main needs in life is support and this goes um along the lines of being an artist as well unfortunately she suggests that we don't get this while we are young 
And so we may not even realize that we are artists or what kind of artist we are because he does suggest that all of us are creators in some form or another. Okay, so she suggests to protect the uh, the artist child. Um, and a lot of this protection needs to be done from ourselves. So don't judge your early efforts. She suggests that that is abuse of the artist. Okay, so we have an enemy within. These are negative beliefs. Um, and these negative beliefs often affect us because change can be painful. It can be change, uh, painful to change. So therefore, we'll say all these negative things to ourselves about how we're not worthy, how... Uh, we can achieve such and such and so on and so forth. We all have negative beliefs. You probably wouldn't have to dig very far to find out what they are. But you'd probably also be surprised at some of the things that we'll say to ourselves when you really listen. Uh, especially the things that we say on a daily basis. Anyway, moving, moving on, we have an inner ally. And this is um, affirmations. We can create affirmations uh, it's a verbal positive belief that we repeat to ourselves. Uh, so here's just a quick example of negative belief. I'm bad at reading. An affirmation you could come up with from that is I love to read and continually improve this skill. Now you may not love to read, so that may not apply, but you could find something in your life that you may um, may want to do. Find out what the negative belief that's holding you back from doing it. Come up with a positive affirmation about it. And then repeat it to yourself every morning. I do it uh, three times. So I have, I don't know, somewhere anywhere from 10 to 20 affirmations. Um, and uh, I'll record them on a voice recorder and then I'll listen to them in the morning. I'll leave a pause in between so that I can uh, have time to repeat it back. So I'm hearing it in my voice. I'm repeating it in my voice. I'm hearing it both times. I'm saying it both once. I'm hearing it twice. Two ears, one mouth. Works out pretty good. This has worked uh, wonders in my life using positive affirmations <clears throat> to change how I feel and think about myself and the world around me. Moving on. Uh, one last thing I'll say about affirmations. I'm not going to beat around this one. If you have to, fake it till you make it. A lot of people are like, I don't like to use that. Uh, terminology well guess what sometimes we don't feel like something but until you start believing that you're capable then you're not going to be, be be capable i think it was henry ford said that whether a man believes that he can or cannot do a thing he's probably right and i'm paraphrasing and i may have messed that way up i think i got it pretty close actually all right so week two is recovering a sense of identity uh first she talks about go sane uh so um Actually, she suggests that actually not pursuing our artistic endeavors in life is a form of insanity. She doesn't use those words exactly. I'm kind of uh, filling in the blanks there. But anyway, she suggests that we go sane. And once again, change can be threatening uh, both to us and other people, uh, the, those around us. And so it can be kind of scary. But... Um, you know, who wants to live a life of boredom and not, you know, live into your full potential? I don't know. Maybe some people, if that's what they want to do, I'm not going to judge them. But I certainly do not want to live that life. Uh, so change can be threatening. And we can be afraid of 
internal and external real or perceived attacks. And we may actually encounter these attacks. We may come up against a lot of things. Uh, you know, once again, that negative internal dialogue suggesting that we don't deserve this or we're not good enough or that we can't achieve it or that we don't have what it takes or we're not smart enough, all these things. Or people from outside can sometimes feel threatened um, and make, you know, because they like you the way you are and so they may attack you sometimes. Or we may just perceive that these things are going to happen and they never will if we proceed. We'll never know till we fi- try, but if we don't try, then we're not going to once again achieve that life that we're trying to um, that we're trying to make for ourselves and create for ourselves. Speaking of creation, um, moving on to the next point she makes is that we will encounter people who may be poisonous. So not everyone is going to celebrate our recovery. Um, one of the reasons is that it may be uncomfortable for other people because they may all of a sudden see areas and. It may point out areas in their life where they may, they may need to make changes and are not at the point where they're willing to put the work in to do that. And so it may make them feel uncomfortable. And this is something I've realized in my life that I think uh, on my path that talking to other people in my excitement, I may have sometimes caused those types of feelings unintentionally, of course, for other people. But I think it's important to be mindful about how much of what we're doing that we're sharing with other people um, and who it is that we're sharing it with because they may not be as supportive because like for one of many reasons, one of them being, like I said, it may make them feel uncomfortable. And if they're not ready to make a change, that's okay. It's not for us to try to force change on other people. Once again, I I realize that sometimes in excitement, we may want to share what we're doing, but... um, it's probably important to kind of keep that to a limit. Uh, you know, if we're going to be um, kind of kind and caring about other people. So moving on, she talks about people who may act crazy in our lives. Um, and I think we all know these types of people. They bring a lot of drama and they can take over your life if you let them. And often when you're trying to move in a different direction and it's not serve them anymore, they may act even more crazy because they feel kind of a sense of loss. Like I don't have this person to depend on to do all these things for me. And so um, you may have to cut some of these people out of your life in order to move on uh, with your artistic self or just in life in general if you're trying to grow and improve. Um, The next point she talks about is skeptics so we may have some skeptics in our lives and most often our worst skeptic is ourself and then lastly she she suggests that we pay attention and the poet William Meredith and I'm paraphrasing here but suggests that the worst thing that you can do is to not pay attention so that's what I learned today Thank you for listening. I love you guys. Tune back in tomorrow. I'll be doing a recap of what I've learned so far in the book Limitless by Jim Quick. Thanks for listening. Love you. Talk to you soon.